presented by Bleacher Fan Sports. It's your host, Tommy Buns, here with Sully and Jones. And we got another good week for you. We're going to kick things off with a little World Series talk. We got the Dodgers up 3-2-2 uh, two, two right now. Game six is tonight. Sully, you still thinking your prediction is going to come true? Or do the Rays win one more? They're putting Snell out. Of course they're putting will. Snell out there all my predictions for season series part pretty much come. I I think should have bet on it. Obviously, I don't know why I didn't do that, but um, yeah, um, the Dodgers they've lost some close games against the Rays. It's been a great series. They lost a fluke game the other. Um, they lost that fluke game was it Saturday night um, to make it two two crazy. That was like a Bill Buckner, you know, the single up the middle. Um, who was it? Who was the center fielder? That, that was Chris Taylor, I believe, bobbles it, throws it home. is going back. He's not even trying to score. And Will Smith doesn't even – or someone needs to tell Will Smith because he tries to scoop and tag him, and he's not even close. I, I just – that was absurd. Uh, someone's got to be yelling at him, just just block it or something. But right now you got Gonsolin against Snell. Snell, um, Snell has the advantage there for sure, but um, – I think you're going to see maybe only three or four innings from Gonsolin. You're going to see a lot of maybe whether it's Dustin May, whether even if it's a Kershaw, um, Urias, just bringing in that, you know, the plethora of arms that they have um, and try to really go all, all out and win um, unless they're losing. I think, I think they're saving Kershaw for bullpen in game seven if they need it. Go Bueller to Kershaw. When did when did Kershaw pitch Game Five? Yeah, yep, yeah. So, yeah, the only no, game prob- that went probably. under the series because you can't pitch what? him on two days rest. Like three days is fu- is one thing, but two days. And I know like he's not doing a full start, but still, like you're not gonna want to. It wouldn't it wouldn't be wise being that he's not very good. Kershaw's had a very good playoffs. Though. I mean, uh, World Series. No, he's been great so far. I mean, listen, if he comes one, in, what I think. One game, he was lights out, six six innings, one earned run, and then Roberts did what I said to do: take him out when he's when he's good. Don't wait for the shit to unfold. And then the other one was, I think he five and two thirds, two runs, another really really good start. Um, but yeah, he's 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 proven some some naysayers wrong. Um, yeah, I mean, if he comes in I, tomorrow and pitches one or two scoreless innings, in let's say there's a game seven. And they win Game Seven. The, everything about him will completely flip. The script will flip completely on him. Yeah, kind of like David Price. Yeah, David Price didn't have the amount of starts, obviously, but um, David Price was really incredible um, in that World Series. But imagine if the imagine if the Dodgers had David Price. It would be different. It would be different. He's literally he's literally the number. Well, he'd be the number three. Um, David Price would be their third best pitcher. And what did he, he opted out, right? He opted out. And they yeah. still might win it all. They're still more than likely Probably going to win it all, yeah. I think uh, I think the Dodgers get it done tonight. That's where my money is. I uh, I, I think they get it done, and I think it's a, I think it's a pretty easy win for them. I think they win this like 6-3, 7-3, something in that range. Because you know, you know me, I'm banking on that over eight runs as well, so... If they're gonna win, it better not be a close one. This is to me like I think this is a big performance for Snell too. Like he's been touched up a little bit in this playoffs, you know. He hasn't been this dominant pitcher for them. You know, he certainly hasn't been ace like stuff. 
Um, the Yankees tagged him up pretty good in that series. Uh, I don't remember how well he pitched in the previous series, but I don't remember it being dominant. Um, he's had some good starts. Um, he's been a little up and down. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't up and down is not what you need from your ace in the playoffs. I think yeah. I think last now is the race. Well, now I mean, he pitches Snell pitches game one every time, you know. Yeah, I know, but I feel like Snell. I mean, Snell. I don't know. They're they're. Let's see. Last two starts, he's given up two runs each, four innings, four and two thirds innings. So, okay, you know. Not not really, you know, giving you the distance. Run game before that, five innings, one run. So he doesn't really give you a lot of distance. But then again, the Rays don't do that. Game before that, he got touched up by the Yankees. So he really only had one bad start ERA-wise against the Yankees. And then the other ones were all... So his ERA is somewhere in the threes, which is similar to what he was in the regular season, 3-2-4. Three, three, but, um, yeah, he doesn't give you a lot of distance. But also, the Rays don't ask for that. They have confidence in their pen. Um... You know, anything more than five innings is a surplus for them. And I don't. I think Kevin Cash has been amazing with the pen all year in the playoffs. He, I mean, they're they're really the relievers aren't giving up inherited runs really. Um, but um, yes, yeah, now I'd say he's been good. He's good, not great, but yeah, he could have. You know, you, you oh, the pro to the typical ace goes six, seven innings though. Yeah, I'm just saying he he. He could use one of those starts. That's all I'm saying. He could use a start where you go, yeah, it's our ace. That's our guy. Yeah. It's tough against this Dodger offense, too. It's real tough. It's uh, it's it's a brutal offense. I mean, every day it's a new lineup, depending on lefty-righty. Uh, guys like Jock Peterson in against a righty like Glass now. I, I mean, at, at, today you're not going to see a, a Jock, but you'll see him off the bench. Um, he just can do so much platooning. Um whether it's Muncie, Kiki, Hernandez, Chris Taylor. They have so many versatile guys position-wise and switch hitting and righty-lefty matchups. I mean, I think I think the Dodgers do get it done, and good for them. They The Dodgers deserved it more than anyone. The Dodgers, like we said, didn't have David Price, played great all year from start to finish, um, did not cheat. Once again, they did not cheat. Thank and, God. Uh, and you know, they've been a great team for years. They deserve it. It's gonna yeah, be. It's gonna be nice to have a. Times. It's gonna be nice to have a champion that didn't cheat their way there. You know. It will be nice. It'll be nice. Good for the sport. It'll be nice. So if only Tom knew about that. Yeah. Care to comment, Tom? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Nothing. I don't have any teams that have been found to be cheaters. Oh, well, you know, some there's some people define the word cheating differently. Like there's the definition in. In Houston and Boston, and then there's the definition for everyone else. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Red Sox won 108 games, bro. I think I don't know. Well, but, we're not just talking about the Red Sox when it comes to Boston. There's there's a couple other questionable franchises there as well. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is, Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> let's talk about basketball a little bit now. Uh, we got the NBA slated to start on December 22nd, but um, your most recent NBA champion, uh, LeBron James, seems to have a problem with that. Dave, would you care to comment? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, 
chapter 16,950,000, why LeBron's not the GOAT, you know? It's just, I, I don't know. I don't, it's always something with him. It's always something. Why, three months off, that's not enough? Everybody knew that they were trying to start the Christmas Day. They were going to try and start it by Christmas Day. Christmas Day is a massive moneymaker for the league. The NBA's owned Christmas for the last decade plus, probably 20 years. What you know, once yeah, sure, once every seven years, there's a game, an NFL game on Christmas Eve or Christmas. But at the end of the day, Christmas is you know, you wake up, you open your presents, and see your family, whatever, and then noon to fucking midnight, you got 12 hours of basketball, and it's awesome. And what LeBron's not going to be there? They're going to they're going to collect their rings, and LeBron's going to be there in a fucking sports coat and a t-shirt because he you know a fucking hoodie with a blazer on like he wears. Can't even put on a fucking button-down shirt anymore. Um, <laughs> and it's just it's ridiculous to even suggest this is a thing. Like when I I heard this, I was like, "What? He's gonna sit out a month? Like, are you kidding me? Why? I don't even know how that's an option." You know, this is how it's not that much shorter than the regular postseason. They're talking about wear and tear. Like, dude, you had four months off before the bubble. What are you talking about? You also didn't have to travel at all during the bubble. Like, what? what is this wear and tear? I don't get it. And you're about to have another three months off. So, like, what are, what are we talking about here? I, can't, I could not believe... Uh, part of me could believe it because it's LeBron. The other part of me you could not believe it. You know what I think it is? We know how calculated LeBron is. This has to be a ploy to get something... To get more social uh, power with, um, you know, Black Lives Matter because they're not doing that that stuff on the back of the jerseys anymore, because ratings got crushed, and ratings could have been hurt for a multitude of reasons, um, you know, other sports and competition. But I think they definitely did take a hit from their, um, you know, prominent social positions. I think it definitely did hurt them. I've heard people that. Oh, of course it did. You know, so it, it definitely did hurt them, and obviously it comes down to dollar and cents. So I think he may be trying to, you know. You know, use this as some leverage to get. Hey, I'm gonna set out for a month, or you know, you could give us a little more, you know, freedom. And we obviously know basketball players have a ton of freedom with uh, under silver. But uh, I think that could be what's possibly causing this because it's like, what's the angle, LeBron? There's got to be an angle. There always is with LeBron. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm. I'm not denying that that's true. But the NBA players are already looking at putting 35 to 40 percent of their annual salary in escrow. To prevent or to to guard against missed games for COVID, so worst case scenario, the NBA players are losing forty percent of their annual salary already. Already, you know, hopefully that's not the case, and they play all seventy two games and everyone gets paid their full amount. But you're you're already playing with fire, you know. You're already up against the wall. They don't have a bubble this year either, right? No, and there's not going to be a bubble. That's the other thing, you know. And they, they want to talk about, you know, fan. They said if they don't start before the new year, like before Christmas, it could be another like three or four hundred million dollars the league loses compared to starting like literally the first week of January. So it's just like, yeah, sure, LeBron, you want to start in the second week of January? We're going to cut your salary by 30%. How's that sound? Oh, because the league's going to lose 300 million. So we'll just, you know, we'll cut 10 million off your salary to help make up for it. How's that sound? We could do that. We could do that route. Works for me. You know, it's it, everyone wants to talk a big game until the the fucking wallet starts to get hit. People like to forget LeBron said there's no chance he's ever playing in an arena without fans. Three months later, his ass was suiting up without not a single fan in in the fucking building, not a single fan within a hundred miles of him. 
So, you know, I, that also makes me feel like he might not be serious. You know, he might just be saying this and he said that and turned around and completely went went back on what he said. So maybe he does this, this does that this time. I think that would be the smart move. Um, but, you know, maybe there is an angle to get some type of attention or whatever. But And they're also discounting, you mentioned, touched a little bit about not being around when other sports are on. This plan helps them finish the NBA Finals before football starts and before anything else interrupts it. It gets it very close to where the NBA Finals normally is played. So why would you want to do that? We saw what happened in the NBA ratings when they went up against Sunday Night Football. It got crushed because the NBA's never had to compete with football. As soon as they did, football won because football always wins. But their ratings are going to are gonna double or triple next year for the NBA Finals because it's watch the NBA Finals or watch, you know, Braves-Mets on Sunday Night Baseball at 7 p.m. for the 84th game of the year, you know? There's another 83 coming. So <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a logical choice, and I think it's just, I don't know. It, it makes, to me, it, there has to be an angle because face value, it makes LeBron look terrible from a you know, basketball, career, personality, character perspective, and it makes them look stupid from a business perspective. So if there's not another angle or something else he's trying to get going, I mean, that's real bad then because he he looks bad every other way. So I don't know what the angle is, but please let us know, LeBron. I'm sure it's annoying as hell. Sully? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I think, there's def- the angles definitely have, have he wants more power at social reform. Um, yeah, he had three months off, and it, it, LeBron's uh, responsibility, I was training, I was working, but like Dave said, it's not the same as gameplay. It's not the same as traveling. Um, yeah, like you know, pretty much everything Dave said is, is true. I mean, when you played in the Olympics, you know, there was, you know, you'd, you'd be in the NBA Finals. You'd have less than a month. You got two plus full months. Um, some teams had, you know, an eternity. Some teams have literally had like eight months, nine months by the time. Yeah, that's another um, thing. It's like we're talking about two teams that are that have this problem. Even teams yeah, that were eliminated thing. in the first, second round of the People playoffs, like, it's they like, oh, they got rest. four like, months sorry. off. Sorry, I mean, that's one of the cons. Yeah, like you get less rest time. Yeah, and you want to play as far, you, you get less rest time. Some teams, a bunch of teams have had nine at done. Eight, eight, what? Eight teams have had almost a third of the league have had nine months off. Majority of them will have at least five or six months or four or five months off. More than plenty time. You can't just adhere to LeBron and the two best teams. Um, the only difference with LeBron I'm seeing is is he's older and his body needs more time for the recovery. But who who cares? Yeah, that's I mean, not. That's, and it also goes back to like the the arguments we were having about athletes in the beginning of you know COVID, like. Are you the only people that think you're immune to your lives being altered by this? Like, everyone in America's lives are being altered. You get paid tens of millions of dollars to play basketball. Fucking lace up the shoes and shut the fuck up. It don't matter if you gotta play seven days a week at the YMCA. Shut up and lace up. Like, what are we talking about here? Put your fucking bootstraps on. It's embarrassing. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yeah, no, it is. It's so stupid. They better they better play. Like you said, there can't be Christmas without basketball. That's all I know. Yeah. I mean, LeBron owes me a couple fucking consolation prize presents delivered to my house if he doesn't play on Christmas. Yeah. 
I agree because you're looking at you're probably looking at a uh, a rematch on Christmas. You're probably looking at Heat Lakers on Christmas. Yeah, and you know can't wait to watch the Knicks get blown out by 37 by the Nets. Celtics. Uh, Nets. Are, <laughs> yeah. Cel- Nets. Celtics or Sixers. There's classic noon game blow out the Knicks by 35. <laughs> yep. Love to see it. Um, all right, let's talk about the NFL because it was a big week. It was probably one of the most exciting weeks um, in recent years and definitely the most exciting week of this year so far. Um, we had the Lions coming back and just doing what every team seems to do to the Falcons and just beating them when they have a 99.9% chance of winning a game. Todd Gurley doesn't go down before the end zone ends up scoring a touchdown when they could have kept it out of the end zone, ran the clock down, and kicked a field goal to win the game. Um, I mean, that it's just it's just like comical at this point how bad the Falcons are and how bad they are at managing a game. Why do you keep betting them then? Yeah, well, I expect them to win. I don't. I mean, it's just I, funny how I, they. I, I'm saying we we have known they've been a joke since 2000. Whatever the world, this, they've been a joke for years. I know. Well, I'll tell you, I'm not betting them. You should fade them. I should, but I haven't. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We'll learn someday. Um, Then we had, of course, Thursday night, we had the Eagles-Giants. We had Carson Wentz playing an awful game and then coming back and leading a game-winning drive against Dave's Giants to steal that game. Um, Steelers-Titans, great ending to that one. Gostowski missing the game-tying field goal. It, it, it makes me a little sad to see Gostowski falling from arguably the best kicker in the league to just, I mean, it, it's just terrible at this point. He just, he can't make anything. He's had a good, he's had a good year, I thought. Nah, he has missed a ton of field goals. Yeah, I thought it was only that one game. No, no, no. He's, <laughs> he is not. Let's, let's look up Stephen Gostowski real I'm quick. I'm pretty sure he's, he's had a, has had a great year. He's one. lost them two games. I mean, like if his, if he, if they did, what wo- do you mean? They, they won that game. Yeah. He's, oh, sorry. No, last week he had a bad week too. He was over two. He had a six for six game and a two for two game. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. He did have a couple good weeks, but um, yeah. 0 for 2 against the uh, Texans, 1 for 2 against Pittsburgh, including the game winner. 1 for 4, yeah. week 1 against Yeah, Denver. well, the, the, week one, I, the week 1, they didn't lose because of him, though, because because he won the game-winning. He had the game-winning field goal. Obviously, he played terrible. So he's lost them one game then. I mean, they only lost one game. How could he have lost them two games? That's silly. Tom Jay tricks yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of, the, of week 1. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the Titans, that, that Steelers Titans game was great. Um, glad I bought the point there and got it down to over 50. That was, uh, a win's much better than a push. Um, what else was good? Oh, Browns, uh, Browns Bengals. What a game there. Two touchdowns in the last minute 30 of the game. Just as Joe Burrow thinks he just let a game winning drive. Baker Mayfield says, no, no, no. Watch this. Hold my beer. Goes and goes and has a drive himself. That was a uh, that was some that was some OU yeah. shit right and there. Baker Baker finally with the we're back in the cycle of uh, Baker plays good against a bad team and gets hyped. Yes. gets hyped up exactly. Yeah. And then now they are playing this. No, who are they playing this week? I think they got the Raiders. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah, they got the Raiders this week. You're right. Yep. Um, Panthers Saints also a close game. Twenty, a lot of twenty-seven, twenty-four games this week. And then yeah, obviously I had Tom Brady going off. Uh, I'd have to say inserting himself into the MVP conversation at this point. Second five total touchdown game of the season. Four through the air. He rushed one in with his little quarterback sneak at the one yard line, like he loves to do. Um, what do you guys think of that? I mean, this guy's 43 years old. He's out there. And now they go out and they sign Antonio Brown. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, it's paying off right away. You know, Godwin's out immediately. Um, you know, and they got, they got Brown to kind of work on that or to protect against the depth. You know, they've had issues at both Godwin and Evans have been banged up all year. Um, you know, I don't think Evans has missed a game, but he's – played he's been questionable at least three or four times like game time decision um so i mean it makes sense you know and gronk hasn't really done much uh, i know he had his first touchdown this week but you know he, he had a touchdown two weeks ago oh he yeah, did no he's okay had, he's had two he's had two really good okay. weeks back um but yeah i mean you know it's it's still if ab is half of what he was i mean that's a that's a big signing for them big addition uh we'll see if Arians and him can get along though. They they Arians really doesn't like him, um, and from his Pittsburgh <laughs> days. So we'll see. Yeah, Arians hates him. Yeah. Did you hear the comments? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was like in March. He said like, "There's no chance." No, I know. He, you know, he even just said he said Evans didn't get a get get a look till the fourth quarter. Uh, he was like, and he didn't even care because of winning basically. And he was like, "They're all the same." God, but then he goes, "If AB has a problem with that, it's not going to work." He straight up said it. <laughs> Let's see how that that blows over. I knew some. I know someone that met AB and was in one of his music videos. Actually, um, he said he's a really nice guy. So he was, treated him treated him very well. But he said talking to him, this kid goes to school in Miami. He said there's like clearly something wrong with him talking to him. Like he can't have a normal conversation. Like he's fried. Like his brain is not. Like like with these weird comments of what you see. Like I don't know. We don't know how he got this way. He wasn't always this way. But like. It's like a Kanye thing or something. Like he's just done. Like yeah, he's just like he's beyond making sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's legitimately like maybe a thirty or forty percent chance Arians one day is just in like week thirteen, just like you're done, like you're yeah. out. You know. I mean, I don't, I'm not, I don't even know if he's gonna see the field. Yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. I mean, he had one week in New England, scored a touchdown, and you know, and that was that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I th- uh, I don't know. I I don't get why Brady's so in love with him. Like, like he likes him off the field. I I saw someone tweet today. Like, we're gonna need a thirty for thirty on what happened in the house when Brady and AB stayed. Like when AB <laughs> stayed in Brady's house. Stayed at Brady's house. Yeah. Because oh, so like funny. whatever fucking happened there was some fucking weird shit. If this is how Brady feels about him after him living with him for what what it was it was like a week, him. right? I don't, I, I don't yeah. get it. I don't. I, I mean, I'm not saying he's a awful person. He's looks like he's done and said some really bad things. Um, not that he is a horrible person, but uh, he doesn't have a great past, and uh, obviously he's a tremendous football player. But I don't. To me, it's like it's like Taylor Swift and her boyfriends. Like when when fifteen fucking people say the same thing about you, it's not a them problem; it's a you problem, you know. And it's it's the same thing with AB. When everybody but one motherfucker is saying the same thing about you, it's not a them problem; it's a you problem. 
you know, it just, it doesn't, it's not how life works, you know, 15 people aren't wrong and one person's not right, you know, it just doesn't work that way. Um, you know, and if Brady was anyone but Brady, they would have said, go fuck yourself. You know, you want to sign this guy? Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Um, one last thing we, we need to touch on is just how bad the Dallas Cowboys are. Oh my um, God. They're, so, they're in, I mean, they're in range of being the worst defense in NFL history. They're like two and a half, two and a half points behind the record for most points per game oh, yeah. given up. I mean, they gave up 23 points to the Reds, uh, the Washington football team. They gave up 31 to the Giants. <laughs> yeah, they are... Without Saquon. <laughs> they, they, I don't think they win a game the rest of the season. Uh, overreaction. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they get, I think they I get, know. I think they, they get time overreaction four or five wins. I uh, yeah I don't I I mean they look really bad right now but is is Zeke gonna have like twenty yards a game I mean Andy Dalton is he gonna play that bad They could trade for Ryan Fitzpatrick Who knows I mean if I'm Fitzpatrick I'm saying get me the hell in Dallas right now yeah. I don't want to mentor this kid Tua when I'm probably better than him right now um, I did a lot for this team I want to trade and the best the most talented team probably is Dallas. Fitzpatrick will play in shootouts in the 30s in Dallas. He'll have fun doing that. He'll sling it around. They'll, his defense will give up seven. He'll say, huh, watch this. And he'll either throw a pick six or a score a touchdown, but it'll be great either way. Um, I don't. I mean, who knows? I mean, Dalton's obviously a quality backup. I think he's better than he's play, played. Um, they're going to get some p- pieces on their line back. Um, no, I mean, they, I mean, they still play the Giants. They still play... The Redskins again. I know they just lost them by a lot. I, I, I think they'll win more games. I think they'll win more games too, but not many more. Yeah, we'll see. I think maybe they win. Maybe they beat the Giants and the and Washington, but I don't know. Who's gonna? Way. How many wins for the NFC East division winner? Six. 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 Six and a tie. It's gonna be the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's definitely gonna be the Eagles. It's gonna be six. They're gonna be six, eight, and one, or six, uh, six. Uh, what is it? Six, nine, and one. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a. That's a hell of a record to have. That, the Cowboys play the Bengals. Yeah. Too. They could win that game. Yeah, of course. I mean, there's winnable games against. I mean, they play the Redskins again. They play the Giants again. You know, or the football team. Sorry, you know, calling them the Redskins until they pick up a new fucking name. Doesn't take. You heard they're gonna do the red the, the football team again next year. The hell's Jeez. taking so long? <laughs> you can't even fucking pick a new name. I could ra- rifle, rifle off fifteen fucking names for you in like two seconds. We how do you taking this long to pick a name? Who cares? Call them the fucking bobcats, the foxes, the the wolves, <laughs> the the bears, the, the not the bears, but you know the bulldogs. Like what? Fucking pick a name. The eagles, the red yeah. tails, the, the something. Just the it, commodores, the commanders. Yeah. The Pirates. I mean, who, you know, there's a million <laughs> nonsensical fucking names. Who cares? Call them the, the Slum Dogs or the, the Swamp Dogs. The, the Swamp yeah. Dog, the Washington and Swamp Dogs. Great, there you go. I just fucking <laughs> made it. Give Trump one, it's 1%. Like, it's like it's like you gave birth to a baby, and it's like, nah, we're just not going to name him for two years. Yeah, he's just going to be yeah, baby until name? he's two. We're going to feel this out. We're going to feel this out. What's his name? Oh, he's just... He's just the Sullivan baby. That's yeah, who he is. He's the baby. 
That's it. The baby, really. Um, I'd also be remiss if I didn't say how bad the Patriots are. Oh, my God. I mean, Cam just looks awful out there. The defense looks awful right now. I mean, they're now they're talking about trading Gilmore. I was just going to say, I saw that report today. Yeah, so, I mean. But you're not they, – they're saying, like, no one's going to give up a first-round pick for him. So, like, is it worth trading him? No, not really. I mean, at that point, if you're not going to get at least a second for him, I would say keep him. Imagine, like, how crazy is that if someone said to you, you won't be able to get a first-round pick for the defensive player of the year, the current defensive player of the year? Yeah, it's crazy. You're hard, it's yeah. hard to get value in trades. Yeah, yeah, especially in football. It's there's crazy. only it's been, awesome. like, I saw today, there's only been, like, in the last, like, 30 years, only been, like, 9 or 10 guys that have been traded for a first-round pick. Like, really? that, that were already on the, like, not including draft day trades and, like, you know, swapping of first-round picks or something like that. Huh. I think it was in the in the video, that, and, and a lot of them are recent, you know, like Stefan Diggs, uh, Tunsil, Fitzpatrick, like Minka. Um, I'll have to look at the time frame again, but it was, like, not a long list because they were, like, talking about how few people how rare it is to get a first round pick for like an established player. Oh, and they said that it he would be the only one of those guys. Or this is what it was. He would be the first player to acquire, be acquired for a first round pick that was over the age of 27. So, no one below everyone who's been ever been traded for a first round pick in the NFL has been 27 or younger. Huh. That makes sense though. Yeah, that, I could I could definitely see that. Because I mean, realistically, like outside a quarterback, you can pretty much like the majority of positions you can write them off after like the age thirty two, thirty three. You know, there's gonna yeah. there's gonna be a decline, or there's gonna be anywhere from a slight decline to they're not in the league anymore. You know, so you figure yeah, exactly. you get someone at twenty seven, you get them for one long term, you sign them for a four or five year deal, and that's it. And that then they're done. You know. So, you know, especially a guy like a cornerback, like cornerbacks, unless you're an all-time premier cornerback, you're not, you're not lasting longer than 32, 33. I mean, look at Richard Sherman, look at Patrick Peterson, like those guys are... Darrell Revis. Yeah, Darrell Revis. I mean, they're still doing it, but like, I mean, not Revis, but, you know, Peterson and and Sherman, like they're still doing it, but they're nowhere near where they were. You know, Patrick Peterson was the best cornerback in the NFL for a few years. And top five for pretty much the entire duration of his career, but now he's yeah. not. Now he's not top twenty. You know, it's crazy. It's a fickle football. Is a fickle bitch, and it was a fickle bitch to all of us this week. Pretty much, uh, we did not do well this really? past week, boys. Um, well, no one, no one went three and two or better. Um, we all, me and you, went two and three, Sully, and uh, Jones went one and four. Yikes. Um, you hit on the Browns minus three and Chargers minus eight. Uh, Jones hit on Packers minus four. I hit on Steelers minus one and a half and the Seahawks Cardinals over 56 and a half. What was the over under that I did? Uh, you did Raiders Bucks under 53 and a half. What was the total? Uh, like 60 something. Yeah, they put up points. It was like 40, yeah. to, 40 to 20 something. Yeesh. Yeah, it was forty to twenty, or forty-five to twenty. Yeah, damn, I suck at over/unders, boy. I mean, I took the over in the Seahawks game, 
Okay, that was one loss. And then I took I took the Seahawks with this, but in real life I bet not the the Cardinals. That's what what screwed me. That's what I because I I, I, I second guessed the um the Seahawks pick. What was my other wrong pick? Um the Bears plus five and a half. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about that game. <laughs> me either. It's okay. I I I I'm hurting already and it's only uh Tuesday. Um, anyways, let's do our updated standings. Uh, Jones, you're in last place now, 16, 18, and one. Sully, you're in second at 17 and 18, and I'm the only one still positive at 18 and 17. All right. Um, but moving on, we got... I'll kick it off. Yeah, kick it off for us. I, I shall, uh, indeed do that. Um... Opening up, I'll take Bills minus three and a half. Um, don't really understand this line. I'll, I'll probably lose it, but, you know, it, it's one of those two good-to-be-true lines, and I'm just going to step right in it. Um, I'm sure Tom's going to take this bet as well, but I, I just I just have to. I think the Bills haven't been very good lately, and they haven't looked good, but I think Josh Allen will get on track. I mean, the Bills have a pretty good defense. I don't see how any quarterback for the Patriots is playing well. Maybe it's a trap. I don't know. Second pick is going to be Packers minus 6.5. Packers normally do very well against the Vikings. The Vikings are terrible. They got blown out by coming off a bye. Possibly no Dalvin Cook. Um, They're going to get – he may play, but um, they got killed by the Falcons. They're in full sell mode. I think they're in full sell mode. Their Kirk Cousins days are long over. Team's pretty much given up. Zimmer should be fired soon. I think it's a dumpster fire in Minnesota. Third pick, Rams minus four. Um, looked great against the Bears. Um, you're going to have Dolphins who are three and three, but with Tua. Um, and he's going to be going against Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I don't think that ba- that fares well for, for Tua in his first game ever. I think Tua is going to look bad. I think he's going to get sacked a lot. Uh, I think I'll throw at least one or two picks. I hope he doesn't get hurt. I shouldn't even say that, but I mean, I hope he's healthy after this game, but um, I know they wanted to give him the bye because he's a lefty and catching the ball lefty, blah, blah, blah. They should have gave him the first game against the Jets as an easy win, and now he's going to have his his uh, his time cut out for him against, against the, the Rams. Um, uh, Steelers plus three and a half. This line has been coming way down. Get it while you can now. Steelers going to win outright, so Steelers money line. Do that. Um, oh wait, I already did four. Damn. I, <laughs> I know. I I had like six that I really liked too. Six spread picks. You took you took Steelers plus three and a half. Yeah. All right, and then what's your what's your total? Give us a total, Sully. You better go over. You better go over. Start start taking the overs for this. It's way more fun. Yeah, I, I did, and I won. Um, I'm the over's to... never dead. What? The over is never dead. Well, it was last night. Oh, yeah. It was. Um, it's okay. I don't know. I was, I was just prepared to rattle off, like, a million games. Uh, let's go. Let's go. Niner Seahawks over. What's the What's the number? Big. It's big. Uh, I think it's fifty fifty four. 
Oh, give me that all day. Yeah, I'll take it. All right, Jones, you go. I'll go last this week. All right. We, uh, me and Sully had a, a dangerous amount in common. Uh, I'll probably switch it up just to make a little, just to make some differences. Um, obviously, I'm breathing this week, and so is Aaron Rodgers, so I'll be taking the Packers minus six and a half. Um, I also love the Steelers plus three and a half, like Sully. I also, I don't know if you had this, but you mentioned it. I love the Seahawks minus three and a half. Did not. Uh, okay. Um, I like Seahawks in a bounce back, bounce back spot at home. Um, you know, Seah- Seattle's weakness is their pass defense, and I'm just not enthralled with San Francisco's pass game. Uh, especially, they don't throw it deep. So, you know, that's where Seattle's weakness is, is, is on deep, deep throws. So... I will take uh, I will take Seattle minus three and a half at home. No Debo, also. Yeah, no Debo is big. Uh, and then uh, I was gonna I liked Bills as well, but I'll I'll uh, I'll switch that. I'll go Chiefs minus nineteen and a half. You, you <laughs> fucker! You literally I literally all my picks are off the board right now. Yeah, um, the Jeffs Jets surprised us a little bit last week, but this one might be twenty one nothing like four minutes in. So, um, you know, Chiefs are in Arrowhead. I'll 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 take the big number as long as it's below twenty one. I'll take it. Um, and then my over under. Normally a big defensive game. I'm gonna go over the low number over forty six in Steelers Ravens. All right, a lot of really good defensive players there, but All we right. don't like unders here. No, no, we no. don't. We no time, all. no time for unders. All right, so fuck you both because <laughs> I have <laughs> Packers minus six and a half. Um, yeah, I just think they win that game. The Vikings are so bad. Um, the Chiefs minus nineteen and a half because again they're playing the Jets. Uh, they just won this week by more than that um, against Denver, who is a better team than the Jets theoretically, especially on um, defense. Yeah, and they are at home this week. I think that was in the snow that they did that too. So I think they'll probably win this game like 46 to nothing. <laughs> I think this will be a Clemson type game. Um, and then I'm also taking the Steelers plus three and a half. Um, like Sully said, I think they win that game outright. And then the only one that I have different is the Titans minus six. I think the Titans bounce back this week. I think they have a um, big win. I'm trying to remember. They're playing the Bengals. Um, the Bengals played a really close game with the Browns this week. Um, Titans obviously better than the Browns. Um, I think they'll get it done. Titans minus six. And then I am taking the Bucks giants over 46 on Sunday night football. Uh, that Bucks offense is rolling. Who knows? Maybe Antonio Brown will be out there for a few plays, get a little spark, a little bit more of a spark in that offense, make a couple catches. Maybe one will be a big one. Um, But 46 seems really low for that. The Giants can put up points themselves. Um, Yeah, I'm taking over 46 in that one. And, uh, yeah, I think that is going to do it for this week. Um, those are our picks again. Your boys in the lead, Jones, from first to worst. Yeah. In a matter of a couple weeks, but we're we're, we're so- also common this week. We all need we all need good weeks this week because if 
one of us doesn't have a good week, none of us are having a good week, basically. Yeah, that's so, true. So, yeah, we're all we're all going so, down together if we <laughs> We've never had this this close. Yeah, we've never had picks. this many this many picks. Um but yeah, that is gonna do it for this week's episode. In the meantime, go rate and subscribe to the podcast, go follow us on the socials at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, and uh check out the store at bleacherfan.com and uh we will see you next week.